Hello and welcome to TXF Financing International Trade Fit Zone Country Risk Podcast. I'm Catherine Morton, Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF, and I'm joined today here by Rebecca Harding, CEO of Coriolis Technologies. And in this segment, Risky Business, we're looking at the Americas. Broad topic, shall we start with the big one? <laughs> so I presume by the big one you mean the United States so. and um, risks in the United States have um, have fairly understandably increased over the last six months and there is no sign of them abating. So where are these risks? Well, we've seen an increase in uh, trade in our arms and weaponization index. So dual use goods and arms trade have increased. Um, some of that is to do with strategy. Some of it is to do with the fact that, um, that you know, the Make America Great strategy has a military component to it as well. Interestingly though, it's not exports, it's imports. Um, so it's not necessarily contributing to the big explicit problem, which is the budget deficit um, and the trade deficit. Now, a lot of the tension in the news um, between America and other countries in the region has has um, dominated news around the world. So we're looking at um, you know, the US-China, we're looking at US-Russia, we're looking at US-Iran. Um, I was in a, a conference the other day where somebody said, oh, um, Trump doesn't seem to be bothered about Europe anymore. Well, he's not bothered about Europe at the moment because his meeting with Europe on trade stuff is at the end of November. The midterms are out of the way. Um, we saw an increase in the rhetoric in the US around the midterms to um, try and secure Repu the Republican position. As we move towards the next presidential election, um, we will project that this type of rhetorical weaponization will only increase. He's, he, he has a meeting, um, there are meetings with the G20 in a couple of weeks time, um, and that will, will demonstrate whether or not this US-China trade conflict is going to come to a head or whether actually they'll come to some kind of solution. The rooms aren't looking that good at the moment. So um, I, think, I think the United States is exporting brilliantly its populism around the world. Um, so if it's become a if it's become an exporter of anything, it's this this populism which has been bubbling under the surface everywhere for a long time. Populism in and for itself isn't new. We're seeing it in Europe, we're seeing it across Asia, but we're seeing it particularly strongly in America and Central America and um, South America. So Argentina has um, has a strand of populist politics. Brazil has obviously um, elected a populist uh, leader now. That's going to create tensions. And I think um, the biggest change that we've seen um, and the biggest red flag that we're seeing at the moment is in Central American countries because the, 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 the rhetorical threat that we're seeing um, in the news from, um, from populism but also foreign policy concerns, particularly in relation to the US, that has increased almost exponentially over the last six months. We can't see that abating. And you're seeing these caravans on the Mexico borders and things. That's all part and parcel of the same thing. Moving to the to the to the northern neighbour, I mean, are we seeing any weaponisation in, in 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 Canada? I mean, is is is, is this 
uh, how's that relationship? So again, we've seen we've seen the the uh, renegotiation of NAFTA. We've seen the we've we've seen that go quiet for a little while. Um, Canada itself is um, is weaponizing. Um, so it's weaponizing actually in terms of its exports rather than its imports, um, and a lot of that is going to the Ukraine. So in a sense, the U.S. has um, has has an interest in the Ukraine. Um, Outside of outside of um, you know more general NATO uh, politics, Canada is actually servicing um, some of the arms needs of that area, and that's actually a, a sort of uh, almost a proxy conflict. Um, Canada is supplying weapons um, and and has been has been exporting quite significant amounts to Ukraine. Um, as part of its NATO engagement. So uh, that's one that's on watch at the moment. And to the immediate south, to, to Mexico itself, I mean, what's, uh, NAFTA's been renegotiated, build a wall, what, what's, what, 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 where, where are we? It seemed to be a little bit quieter. So on a populist front, Mexico is quieter. What's interesting is that Mexico is itself becoming more weaponized. Um, so we've seen both imports and exports increase. Mexico is exporting to Central America, ex um, which has to be a concern, um, uh, arms, um, and um, it's importing more as well. But conflict in Mexico, within Mexico, so one of the indices that we have is sort of corruption and, um, and domestic conflict. The war on drugs is a war on drugs. The military are involved with, with that. That is a real concern, and that's one of the reasons why we see this sort of more weaponized trade profile of a country like Mexico, because it is actually fighting literally a war on, on drugs cartels within the country. And that obviously then has an influence over its relations with the re rest of South America, because Mexico is geographically in the north, but um, you know, Latin America aligns with Latin America, and um, you know, that, that, that's a big concern. Argentina hosting the G20. Uh, is there going to be more focus on Argentina in, in the next few weeks? Argentina, um, Argentina has a lot of good things that are happening, um, but it also has this very strong populism. Um, there will be a focus on Argentina, but I think they'll, I think. I actually think um, they're probably going to have their thunder stolen by the U.S.-China trade conflict. <laughs> um, and Brazil. Uh, populism coming back there? What's already there? Um, so uh, populism has been there and it's been evident in, in Brazilian politics for, for years. Um, the, the problem with Brazilian politics is, is, is it's shifted to the right. Um, the other thing about Brazil is that it's actually becoming a proxy for the trade war between China and the, the US <laughs> because of soybeans, exactly. So actually what's beginning to happen is you're seeing soybean supply chains shift. Um, now, that makes Brazil very dependent on the United States um, because, if, because Brazil can't plant enough soybeans at the moment to feed feed China, but China is moving towards Brazil and other countries as um, US, US tariffs start to bite. So, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult situation for Brazil. Levels of corruption are very high. Um, and, and if it has de trade dependencies, for example, on taking some of US produce and then shipping it onto, um, 
forwarding it to China, that creates dependencies on, on, on almost on a dispute. And as soon as that gets resolved, if it gets resolved, then Brazil's trade situation changes, and that's a risk. Rebecca, thank you. Thank you.